You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On 11.16 SEM, the award-winning crunch time for Honda's seven-year sale ends June 30. A 14-point win over Richmond. Coming up on crunch time for Honda's seven-year sale. Great offers on a huge range of new models. See honda.com.au. We explore more last night's performance from Port Adelaide perspective with their coach, Ken Hinckley. And, of course, uh, we'll address all the issues in footy, including the Kangaroos' startling success. Their CEO, Carl Delina, will join us a little later. All the issues on and off the field in the crunch, including uh, all the demands that Jared made to change the game during his visit to <laughs> AFL House earlier in the week. But the coach of Port Adelaide joins us, Ken Hinckley. Welcome, Ken, and congratulations. Thanks, boys. Um, when, you, when did you get the news or think that Dustin Martin might be out of the Richmond team, and how did it change your planning? Oh, look, we, we found out early Thursday morning that he wouldn't be a part of their team, and um, certainly didn't change our planning greatly. I mean, obviously, he's a great player, but you, you look at Richmond as a whole, and they're all about their pressure and their team care for each other, and I think that was pretty significant for them, but you know, Dusty out certainly didn't make us unhappy. No. I mean, he is an exceptional player, though, and I take your point about team. What what was your approach going to be to him, and, and, and therefore did somebody then get a different role? No, no, not really. We had, we had pretty simple philosophy against Richmond in the past, and, you know, we tend to um, not so much run with one in particular player, but we try to make it midfield be midfield a bit more, and we know Dustin's weapons are outstanding, and, and Trent and the other boys that play through there, you know, they've got Caddy. They're also Prestier out. I think that's you know, goes a little unnoticed at the moment, and we have we had most of our best midfielders available, so we felt as if we could control the group, not necessarily the one player. Ken, Bob here. Congratulations on a great win last night. We were chatting in here about the battle between Charlie Dixon and, and Alex Rance. How much planning goes into to Alex Rance and, and keeping him accountable? Yeah, like Bob, we have we spent a lot of time. We played against Richmond last year, and um, I think we might have lost that game at home by about the same margins we won by last night. And, and Alex, we held him really well in the first half. Second half, he got on top of us. Last night, I just I felt like it was an enormous battle between the two boys. I thought it was outstanding. And you know, I've said for a couple of weeks now, it's not just goals and marks that Charlie brings for us. It's when he can compete like that against the best fullback in the competition that's really, really important. I thought it was just a great battle between the two blokes. Now, Ken, you and I are both members of the paid-up members of the halfback flank society and uh, I was very uh, similar I, players actually and I, I, I just am keen I keep a close eye on some of the halfback flankers and I, I was pleased to see Jasper Pittard back in the side last night and he, he sort of missed a fair bit of footy this year where do, you, where do you sort of see his year at yeah he certainly missed a lot of footy Bob and you're right us um us really skillful, clever halfback <laughs> who, who particularly myself lack a bit of courage when it's needed but... <laughs> 
we, I'm into we that, take, brother. We take a bit of crafting our way around the game. <laughs> got to play our. Everyone just plays their role, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. We say it all the time: accept your role, know your role, and play your role. I did it really well. So yeah, no, Jasper's been really like he's been a real miss for us, to be fair, and Broadbent as well. It goes unnoticed that Broadbent hasn't played all year, and and for us to have two of our really strong, you know, experienced 26-year-old halfback flankers who have played over 100 games, you do miss them, and, and particularly Jasper because young Riley's doing an outstanding job, and Dan Newson, but they're very young. You know, when the game gets big, you just need a bit of composure and a bit of uh, experience, and Jasper certainly brings that to us. And I think really important, we've got an enormous amount of upside for the rest of the year from him. Ken Dermott here. Congratulations on a fantastic win last night. Thanks, Dermot. Hey, uh, keeping with you and Bob and the uh, half-backers uh, fraternity, there's a kid who doesn't get much notice at all, but we kind of think of him a little bit older than he perhaps is because he's played uh, unhindered for 50-odd games. I-, I thought that was the best role play I've seen from Darcy Byrne-Jones last night. His ability to read the depth of the ball that would be hat kicked forward and pick it off. I thought was fantastic. Is he is he a really intelligent footballer, or did he just kind of get it right last night? No, he's a really smart young man all over the you know not just on the footy field. Darcy's um, I call him Hank because he's got he got the two personalities going at the same time. Such a nice guy, but when he gets on the footy field, he turns into a bit of a killer. So um, no, he's he's a really intelligent footballer. He, he's had an outstanding season, Darcy. I, Look, I've probably spruiking a bit much. He's probably six or eight in our best and fairest at this stage of the year. He's had uh, that stronger season for us. And as you said, he's come in right from the very start. I was one of his doubters, to be honest, right at the very start. He's come in and not missed a beat. And there's no no way you can get him out of sight now. He's such an important part. It's amazing. you get got a bloke who comes in at six foot one. He's not heavy. He's not overly fast. He, he doesn't kick the ball, you know, with a... a, a you know, a thud, and he's hasn't got a big physical presence, but he just keeps getting the job done. Yeah, he just does his role, and he just plays in the right spots. As you said, his intelligence around the football and just outside the football are really important. You know, and he's you know he cleans up ground ball really well, and he usually makes really simple decisions, and that's easy for his teammates to read off. Can I ask you? Now, it, 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 we might even have a little bit of a giggle at this because of what happened last night, and we did last year, but it might cost you. Can your bloke shooting at goal, can they count? <laughs> yeah, they can count. There was Stephen Motlop last night. He missed the countdown clock, and it was called play on. Last year, Big Charlie did it <laughs> down here at Geelong. It, it's going to cost you. Yeah, look, I think last night um, Stephen was very... Um... Should I use the word clever? I'm not sure. Um, he was very clever to know the game was very, very late and he wanted to use every second he could and then he had some amazing composure to find another mark. He did. That, that allowed us to take a minute off the clock. Now, that was really, really important for us, but not perfectly planned. I wouldn't have thought the shot away would have been better. I, I think he tried to start the run-up with one second to go, but he just didn't quite get started. So. He's a bit of a make-it-up-as-he-goes, Moss. We know that. And uh, when he makes it up really well, it's great. But then last night, you know, he made a little mistake. But, uh, yeah, you're right. And we, we better do some canning school. That, that, that's the thing with him. I reckon if he makes it up as he goes along and he's given it no pre-thought, that's instinct. And that's what he plays on. But if he's actually going in with a plan on how to make it up, I'm going to do this at this stage, it mightn't come out that well. Uh, yeah, but look, he was he was fantastic. The one thing I loved about Charlie Dixon's game, just back over Bob's comment, was he took four contested marks. And when you start doing that against Alex Rance, it makes Rance play closer to you because Charlie can then turn around and, and, the, and the body language says, well, I'll stand 25 out from goal.
And if I can push you side on and mark the ball, I'm going to get shots at goal. And then Rance had to play tighter on him. I, I thought his ability to occupy Rance's mind and attention and Rance couldn't give more to his backline teammates, I thought that was literally pivotal in the front half. Yeah, I have no doubt. Charlie Start made Rancy nervous. There's no doubt about that. And then Charlie got three contested marks early in the game and hit the scoreboard. We are really, really mindful of trying to keep Rance as deep as we could. You know, There's no doubt about that. We wanted him to defend a bit deeper. So as that he did feel the pressure if someone marked it, they did get a scoreboard opportunity. Now he's an outstanding defender. You can get one, get it right for a quarter, but he never lets you get it right for four. And that's what I, you'd love about him as a player, I'm sure. So Ken, what did you make of the second half where, where you did only kick one goal? One goal, seven, Jared. You're talking yeah. about you can't count. Yep. We can do the other stuff too. We can, yeah. we can miss some very gettles. Look at the game is was always going to be a bit tight. We we probably just had that explosive five minutes in the, in the second quarter where we kicked five goals. And outside of that, the game was a really, really tough game of football to get score. And the conditions, you know, was, Adelaide Oval goes a little unnoticed sometimes. It can get quite slippery even though it didn't rain. That makes it a bit of a tougher battle for us. But, um, yeah, look, we'd much prefer if we had a, you know, con- converted a few more of those opportunities. I'd love us to be able to score 100 regularly week in, week out. It gives you a great chance. But, you know, we we just got to... From our point of view, we've got to keep fighting through our way through games and keep getting the um, you know the wins on the board. Are you really as unreliable as some people would make you out to be, Ken? I know you you do answer that because you're not as consistent as you'd like to be. Do you think it's as drastic as is made out? I think we're four and two against top eight sides now. I haven't heard that mentioned to me once this year, whereas last year it got mentioned quite regularly. And we've lost a game by three points. Um, you know, and there's a couple of games that we played below best perhaps Essendon game, but. You know, at, at seven and four with a game behind most of the competition, we're, we're in a pretty reasonable spot for what this competition is, I think. But we haven't played our best footy, and I think that's the upside for us, hopefully. Are you a better team than last year? Yeah, I think we are. I think we're definitely a better team than last year, but we need to be better than we are currently. Otherwise, we, we may not look like that. And Ollie Wines dominated last night. Just give us a, an assessment of his game before I ask the next question. Outstanding performance by a person who'd put under a bit of pressure through the week. Um, and uh, he just shows that he's a, an absolute natural young leader. So he brought the pressure to him. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I, look, I didn't hear all the all the commentary around it, Jordan. I think it was yourself and someone else on SEN that that made some mention of it. But look, all I would say in the Ollie space, he has every right to take the time he needs to make a decision. I am really, really comfortable that Ollie will choose to stay at Port Adelaide. Um, have no doubt about that. But he is really, always has been, is really thoughtful of his family and what the whole family think of these these decisions. I've no doubt that at some stage, Ollie, if he chooses to go back to Melbourne, it won't be for any other reason other than his family is the most important thing in his life. Outside of that, I think Port Adelaide runs a pretty close second. Are you less certain than you were two months ago when, when he was giving every indication that he was about to sign? I'm potentially going to sound stupid at some point. I hope I'm not, but I'm 100% certain that Ollie Wines will be at Port Adelaide next year. <laughs> I love that. Well done. In a week like this, do you have any conversation with him about it, Kenny? I said, oh, sometimes the way to handle some of the speculation and the pressure that's been put on you this week, whether you brought on some of that yourself or not, is to play good footy. And congratulations, son, you did a great job. Yeah, it's a good way to deal with it. Ch- Chad Wingard was the other one who, who I guess, it, with it, by his own admission, talked about some of his struggles, Ken, but you defended him pretty strongly post-match last night, and he certainly got out there and got plenty of the footy and got involved. 
Yeah, the special players, sometimes those special players, and, you know, Chats hasn't been in, the, in, the, in his absolute best form, but we look for all the things outside of their, their form to, to want to hit them with a little bit. Now, Chad has some, at times some body language that he would much rather not do. His disappointment gets shown too easily, perhaps, and that's the competitor that he is. But over the last month, if you look at our last month of football, Chad's been in our best handful of players, our best four or five players, three out of the four games. I get a little bit confused as to what the expectation is of Chad and the other great players, not just Chad Wingard. Some of the great players, I think, unfairly get marked really harshly on certain moments in games and not the whole game and, 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 and the body of work. Do you think he, the fact that he's publicly said he, you know, he didn't love the game, he loved basketball more, and Kane Corns talked about it on air even last night, that, in the, that he felt that that's hurt him a little bit because he hasn't necessarily dedicated himself on the track until the ball's come out. And when the ball's come out, he's unbelievable. Yeah, look, he's, 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 I've been around plenty of players that are not dissimilar to Chad. And, you know, and, and I would say most of the boys who play football now would use the line that sometimes they don't always love the game better than something else that they've got going on. But it's, it's what they do, and it's what they love doing when they play. I don't have any problems. Chad loves game of football. He, he, he puts out a perception at times that it's not the most important thing. And football should never be probably the most important thing in anyone's life, if we're being fair. There should be other things that are, that are involved in your life that are much more important. But Chad, you know, he, he opens himself up by saying some of those comments. And as you always do, they come back and bite you occasionally. But he's been a pretty solid player for, for a 25-year-old, I reckon. Can I ask you, Ken, I mean, it's a massive job to play on Jack Revolt. And you've got a big kid down there. He's only youngish, but he's 199 centimetres. Dougal Howard, you've, you've got Tom Jonas, who's the most experienced down there. He's a big lad. Yet you opt for a 50-game player in Tom Clury to take on Jack Revolt. I, I, I was thinking, well, Jonas will get him and he'll run with him around that forward line and up and down the ground and... Yet you go with Cleary. Can can I ask how that comes about in selection? And well done, because I thought the kid did really well. Jack, it wasn't disgrace. He was pretty good, but it was a wonderful battle. But Cleary did really well. What what does he possess that makes you trust him against a champion? Uh, look, Dermy's played last line defence pretty much the entire time he's been at Port Adelaide, and, and that's at the sample level, which does give you a real challenge because in the sample level, there's some big hooers that go around and play in the goal square and and their hard work. Tommy Cleary's done really well in his, his development and his apprenticeship almost at that level. And his record on, on Jack is solid, although it's not outstanding. Jack still had a big influence last night. Yep. You know, and I think he's the right match-up. He's the right size. Jack gets around the ground. Cleary's an amass- a massive runner too, as a, as, a, as a big back. He can get around, and he's got great balance left and right leg. If you're watching closely, he can kick the ball and find a mark really comfortably. And I think you've got to have a fair bit of composure to play on Jack. The one thing you've got to take from Jack is best you can is his jump. Cleary tends to compete really well in that space. That's amazing too because you mentioned that he's, he's balanced uh, on the other side of the body as well. He, he feigned onto the left foot a couple of times and, and then having seen his action on the left foot, I went, oh no, this could go anywhere. He kept getting the ball to the target on the non-dominant side, even though it's not the most pretty non-dominant kicking action. Yeah, he'd, ha- he'd have the best left foot probably nearly in our team for a, for a right footer. You know, he's He's wow. uh, just got great composure as a big fella, and he just, you know, he's grown up in the country, and I think he spent a lot of time kicking the footy, which is a great thing. Did you think that the centre bounce clearances in the second quarter, I know you've still got to kick the ball through the goals, but the ability to pump it forward, if there was one area of the game, if you if you can, I know there's a hundred things you can break the, the game down into, but, but I just thought that was pivotal for you for, to separate the two teams. 
Yeah, and it was only a small margin in the game. You know, five minutes of the game that we were able to do that, and that's that's the key to winning most games. I reckon is when you get your five or six minutes of time that you put repeat efforts into it and you put repeat entries. And as you said, you kick a goal, you go back to centre bounce, it's 50-50, you've got to get it again. You know, and as I said, Ollie, Pow Pepper, Rockcliffe, I thought they were all really good in there. And I thought Ryder again last night was pretty strong for us. So, you know, it was a really close game. It could have went either way in the end, like last year's game against the Ties. We always have good battles. We're just pleased to come out on top. Kenny, who's had the most input into your what you're going to wear down the slide on Monday? <laughs> the, the ice. <laughs> and that'll be that'll that'll expose itself when I'm uh, having my turn down the slide. You'll know I've spent a, thought a lot about the ice. <laughs> right. Well, we look forward to it. Anyone got a last question for Ken before we uh, bid him farewell? No, we're done. No, I, right. I don't think Ken's going to be showing off his suntan down that slide. <laughs> Doesn't there. sound like it. Ken, congratulations on last night and in taking part on Monday. It should be a terrific day. We'll see you at the G. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.